1: 105.3 FM HD 2. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of the Food Show. It's our program about food, restaurants, cooking, wine, all that. We cover the entire range of it, and I can prove that to you right now. During the break, I walked over to the other side of my office here at the Coolwater Ranch, from which we broadcast every Monday. We're on the air every day, but we're here on Monday for reasons that you will find rather silly. I'll tell you in a minute what they are. But anyhow, uh, we are back here with uh, another hour of our program. We'd love to hear from you about anything that comes up about eating and restaurants and cooking and wine. And again, I tell you just to prove that that is indeed the case, uh, during the break, I got up and uh, went on top of uh, one of my file cabinets and I found exactly what I was looking for. It was a nearly full, In other words, uh, I think uh, 30 out of 40 were gone, of uh, Girl Scout cookies, chocolate, mint. These are the ones that they're famous for. Although I must say that the ones that they're having made for them now, these are usually big, big baking companies that make the uh, Girl Scout cookies. The the Girl Scouts certainly have not been doing their own uh, cookies for a very, very long time. So they... uh, uh, they had, they uh, came over, and I bought a bunch of bo- uh, boxes of it because I believe in the Girl Scouts, and I think uh, that's a wonderful thing that they do. And my daughter was a Girl Scout for a little while until she came to me one day, and she said, Daddy, I don't think I want to be in the Girl Scouts anymore. And, and I said, No, really? How come? And she said, You know, I thought we would go camping and hiking in the woods and all of that kind of stuff, and I was really hoping to do that. But they just have so many of the pink and purple girls, <laughs> I knew exactly what she meant. Didn't you? Uh, anyway, how do we get on that? Uh, yeah, I grabbed me one of those because I'm down to my last few, and I, I just feel like a snack right in the middle of the program. Would not be... Uh, you know, what you could call gourmet eating by any means. But I'm trying to prove to you that this show is not about gourmet eating. It's about uh, enjoying yourself. But certainly you don't have to get into that, in quotes, gourmet category. Who knows what that is anyway? Ah, ah, I know. I can tell you. Here is what it means to be a gourmet. First of all, you uh, you have to be able to say the expression Gourmet. I only know that because a, a long time ago, like 25, 30 years ago, uh, one of my listeners, who I don't think I ever heard from again, said, it's not gourmet, it's gourmet, you gore. And then hung up, never heard from him again. Uh, so I needn't concern myself with it. Well, but uh, we, we do have a certain amount of things out there that are perceived as gourmet, but they are, you know, they're cookies. Uh, what's your favorite cookie over there? You know, you get the uh, Girl Scout cookies. When you see them in front of supermarkets and other stores like that, uh, go buy a few packages and give them out to all your friends. Why not? You know, what harm could it do? Uh, girl Scouts, uh, just the whole idea of them is, is pretty keen to me, even though my daughter didn't want to be a pink and purple girl. She's done everything else. I'm proud of her for that. She's uh, renovating a house right now, doing a lot of it with her own hands. It's uh, I couldn't do that. Well, anyway, I uh, mentioned a little while ago that it was time, or darn near time, for our our cocktail of the day, and as always, it comes to you from the Mr. Boston official bartenders and party guide. And now it has. It says here nothing. Now with new drinks, new photos, and a complete party planner, whatever that means. So anyway, uh, th- these guys, if if you're interested in cocktails, I mean, this is just something you do for fun. Uh, see if you can get your hands on one of these books. Uh, they're, they're a hardcover red book, but they're small. Uh, they're they're kind of tall from top to bottom, but they're, they're narrow from side to side. Uh, I don't know where they got all the cocktails from I will tell you this I have four or five editions of it they're all different some of them some recipes are in one but not the other well I was looking over uh, page number 47 if you can turn your page over to that and I see a cocktail here that's called the Harvard cocktail I didn't go to Harvard I've never actually set foot in Harvard but I've had numerous friends who did go there. And uh, so just out of out of uh, deference to them, let's see what a Harford cocktail is. One and a half ounces of brandy. One-fourth of an ounce of sweet vermouth. Uh, one dash of bitters. One teaspoon of grenadine syrup. Grenadine syrup is made out of... Uh, damp pomegranates, and they, uh, they, they, the main thing that they do is they don't really add much flavor to the drink that they go into, but they do create a very dramatic uh, color on the cover. So that's, that's the top uh, reason for that grenadine. Uh, so anyway, uh, we have brandy, we have sweet vermouth, we have uh, one dash of bitters, uh, one teaspoon of grenadine, as I mentioned. Two teaspoon, two teaspoons of lemon juice, and you shake all this with rice, and you strain it through uh, into a cocktail glass, like a martini glass, and there you are. Oh, that sounds pretty good. It also sounds like uh, about a thousand other cocktails that are out there. So originality, they don't get anything from me on that. But then we move on to the second one, and this caught my attention too. It was It's on the same page. Uh, it's called the, uh, the August Dawn. Is that right? No, I'm sorry. I read it wrong. The Golden Dawn, D-A-W-N. Here are the ingredients. One ounce of apple brandy. Apple brandy is around there. You have to look for it a little bit, but not by very much. It's something that any liquor store... Uh, in most supermarkets these days uh, would have something like that, apple apple brandy. Then one-half ounce of apple apricot-flavored brandy. That might actually be a little bit easier to find because it's something that the bartenders and restaurants tend to use a little bit more than you might imagine. Let's see. What else is uh, Then here it comes. It. it ha- oh, wait, excuse me. I'm looking at it wrong. Uh one half an ounce of uh, gin, and one ounce of orange juice, and one teaspoon of grenadine. Grenadine is another one of those uh, ingredients that you use for making cocktails that make a big, big statement in terms of color and aroma. The taste is, you know, not much of anything, so it's there to give it a good look. Anyway, that one is called simply the Golden Dawn, and I would give them a prize for the uh, for the name. That's that conjures up all sorts of possibilities there. What are you doing out there that late? Hmm? Dawn? Are you kidding me? You're out till dawn. Two six zero six three six eight. That's our cocktail of the day from the. Old Mr. Boston, official, you know, that's important to note if that's said, the official bartenders and party guide,
0: Two six zero six three six eight. Now, you brought up I've, the subject of uh, the... I did? Yes, of, of the definition of a gourmet, or yeah, gourmet, yeah. as we say. Gourmet. Oh, no, 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 oh. no, 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 your tongue no, 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 your tongue is in the wrong place. <laughs> you murder the language, people. Anyway, uh, as if, you, if you ask most people, what is a gourmet? And they will tell you that a gourmet eats food on a regular basis that most people can't afford.
1: <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that is a, a very cynical apar- approach to that, but it is completely accurate, too. Uh, I have a little more genteel aspect to this. Oh, be I genteel. Go ahead. The, you are a gourmet if you are giving, you know, at least a bit of your time in the search for something better than you're already eating. And if if you find yourself doing that often, or even every now and then, you are a gourmet,
0: my friend. So enjoy. Well if you go to our, uh, our station commissary here you'll find that uh, it won't take much it no. won't take much at no, all to be no, a gourmet.
1: <clears throat> By the way speaking of of that uh, that little kitchen of ours is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, a sign in there how it they, they, they it keeps track of these things. Uh but it tells you whose birthday it is today or that month anyhow. And uh, I haven't seen my my name on it yet, and my birthday is in two days. And uh, there was a, there was a streak of two years in which I didn't get it either year. Uh, I guess I didn't I wasn't born in either one of those years. So I'm just hoping I exist this year and that uh, my <laughs> well you
0: weren't born two days
1: from now either. He, well, no, that's true. Wait a minute. No, don't confuse me with this. Here, here, what he's referring to, and I've had about 16 people uh, lay this on me. Uh, My birthday is this Wednesday. I was born on Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras falls on the 5th of March, and my birthday is in February, February 6th.
0: Well, Mardi Gras is floating as is floating Eastern. yeah
1: that's right mardi gras different days different years but uh boy am i glad what it's going to be this year it's uh may 5th and no march 5th march 5th excuse me you're right march 5th and uh i will be there uh she told me this a couple of weeks ago i bumped into uh, 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 angela hill And her husband were having dinner over at Pascal's Manali, and I was too. I got to talking with him, and I I said, you know, I love doing our broadcasts on the Big 870 WWL. We've been doing it on Mardi Gras every year for a long time, and that's a true story. And I will be there again this year, and she says she's going to be there again this year. And the only problem with any of that is that in recent years, Mardi Gras has fallen on some really freezing and wet days, and boy, is that miserable. So we're hoping for better, you know, since it's a late Mardi Gras this year. 2606368. Love to hear from you about food and restaurants and stuff. All you have to do is uh, tell me what you had for lunch today or yesterday for dinner or whatever. Call me. That's all you need to do. And uh, I won't keep you too long. I promise you about that. And whether we will talk about what your question is, uh, that's a given. Also, uh, anything that you have on your mind is good enough for me, if it's even remotely connected with uh, dining out, dining in, cooking, you know, the whole range of things that we cover. 260 Call right now. You'll get right in. It will be fun to do. You'll help, let other people who maybe have never heard of this restaurant that you are enthusiastic about. And, you know, I, I, I'm always talking to people who uh, end this conversation, you know, telling me, well, and this is the best restaurant I've ever been to in my life. And my next question is, do you really think so? And, and if the answer is yes or no, uh, the fact that, you even brought it up is good and we want to hear more about it to tell you the truth and get the word out even if all we get out is a word so would you mind uh, calling us and telling us this you don't have to get up there and give me a half an hour on the subject if you say i went to so and so restaurant and it was uh it was really good and uh, well i'll be going there again and that's it you're done unless you want to stay a little longer and then what the result of this is that a whole bunch of people who have not ever been to this restaurant, maybe haven't even heard of it before, they now know about it, and they will go there and they will keep it open for you, you know, because restaurants that don't get a lot of promotion disappear. Not fun for anybody concerned. Two six zero six three six eight. that's us. Oh, it's Monday. I know how that goes. It's just, We just uh, are always doing Monday. Um, we have a couple of things coming up on the program. Tomorrow, uh, there will be some representatives of a new restaurant and wine bar, but it's even more specific than that. They are really into champagne and other bubbly wines. The name of the place is Effervescence. And if I'm remembering correctly, it's in Metairie somewhere. And they are reopening or opening for the first time, actually. And uh, they are ready for Valentine's Day, which, guys, in case you don't know, is 10 days away from now. uh, Valentine's Day, you must observe this or you will pay the price. Trust me. So anyway, uh, we have that coming up. And so... uh, You know, we we are going to interview some people who are really into champagne. They also do a certain amount of food. And anyway, it sounded to me like really the kind of thing that uh, we might get uh, have some fun with on Valentine's Day. So they will be here tomorrow. uh, uh, And then Antoine's, no, wait a minute, I've got this backwards. The effervescence people are going to be here on Wednesday on the air. And there will be. But uh, tomorrow, I expect to have the chef, the new chef of Antoine's, appear on our program and tell me what he has in mind. Because the word that has come down is that while they are not sweeping out all of the dishes that are on their current menu, uh, they really, that would be a huge mistake. Nobody, Nobody would be happy about that. But what, they could use some of is updating some of those dishes. Uh, and also, and this happens in just about any restaurant that either closes or (coughs) gets a new menu. Uh, the, the older customers come back and they say, Oh, wait a minute. The main reason I come here is because this is the only place that serves, uh, Turkey poulet." just to pick on one very homely dish. And they, uh, I say, now where am I going to go to get uh, turkey poulet? Well, the answer is you just ask for it. Most restaurants, this, what I'm about to tell you is true, and it is not well known to many people. If you te- if, if you go to a restaurant and you, there was a favorite dish of yours and it's now left the menu, so you can't order it off the menu anymore, ask them for it. And the worst that could happen is that they'll tell you, well, that's not on the menu anymore. However, if you give us a couple of days' notice, we'll put it together. Or we might even do it for you right then and there. It depends on the dish. And uh, don't worry about it. And uh, restaurateurs know that a lot of people feel that way. And so uh, really, don't ever hesitate to do that. They're very happy to help get you what you want to eat, this I know a few restaurants where that's not true, but they are the stupid people in the business. So, uh, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Antoine's is not stupid. And what they're going to do is they're, I'm sure they're keeping Oysters Rockefeller and Oysters Foch and uh, Steak Marchand de Vin and all the other great dishes that they have been famous for for way over 100 years. But they will also be introducing... Some new dishes, some completely new dishes, they tell me. They haven't told me what they are. We're going to find out all about it tomorrow on the program, I think, between 3 and 4. But if you hear it between 3 and 4, you're going to hear it again between 5 and 6. So uh, plenty of chances. And I look forward, because uh, this is historic. Uh, the, the menus at Arno's changed when, uh, when Chef, uh, well, when uh, P- Archie Kasbarian took it over. Uh, the management of Galatoire's, which was the most conservative restaurant in town for a long, long time, uh, when the new management came in, they made a whole bunch of changes, and nobody's crying about it. Everybody's happy because, so what, you know? Anyhow, that's um, that's what we have this week, and uh, also the um, effervescence people. I, I I don't have a full. Fully formed uh, concept in my brain as to what that is, but we'll uh, we'll I, it sounded good, and let's see. Um, calling us, uh, Greg is here. Welcome, Greg. You there?
0: Hello.
1: Hi. Hello. Step hey. right up. Hi. Come on in.
0: I think. I I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, just so I can. Right. Your credibility, your credibility is so strong. Um, well, we'll see. How did How did the tradition of having red beans and rice on a Monday in New Orleans start? And Mm -hmm. who do you think has the best red beans and rice in the city?
1: Okay. Uh, What you'll often hear about uh, the red beans on Monday business is that uh, uh, the lady of the house, who in the old days never worked except, you know, taking care of the kids in the house and things, uh, and they were busy doing the laundry and so they wanted to have a dish that they could just get going, put on the stove, come back 3 hours later and it's just getting ready, which is the nati- the nature of roast of uh, of a red beans is that it takes a while to cook and it but it doesn't require very much attention, so you can just get it going and rolling. And then somebody oh. and I just took Okay. I just took that as at face value. But then somebody else called up and said, you know, I've heard you say that a lot of times, but what do you know about doing the laundry at your house? And probably it's not a lot because everybody knows that if you have a family – you ain't waiting until uh, Monday morning to do the laundry. You do the laundry every damn day. <laughs> and there's no reason why that should be connected with red beans and rice. And I thought, well, right. I, can't, I can't, I don't have an answer for that. But I, that sounds that's right that's... to me. I think it's just yep. something we uh, always I... like to eat. eat. And, you know, why do we have a steak night on Thursday in half the restaurants in New Orleans? Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right, so who, who do you think is the best red beans and rice plate in the city? Uh, the, the best, the, the, the best, the best uh, if you had asked me this uh, three months ago, I would have told you the Abita Roasters in Abita Springs. But since then, I've been there twice looking for red beans. The first time they were completely out of it, which ticked me off. And then the second time I went in there, uh, they had changed the recipe pretty dramatically, and I didn't like it nearly as much. So all of that said, I would say the best red beans and rice I've had in recent years is at the Peppermill. And this is not the kind wow. of place where you would expect that, because it's not a little neighborhood joint, but it's casual. You don't have to worry about anything, and it's not expensive either. They are also closed on on Mondays. They, uh, on Monday for dinner, they do have Monday lunch. And I think their red beans are really great. They're exactly the way I like them, which is the, the beans are firm. Uh, I, I hate red beans that are just falling apart into a mush, you know. You know, and, and to give you yeah. another one, uh, this is an old running place called Dunbar's. They have been in exile since Hurricane Katrina, but uh, a little less than a year ago they reopened. Uh, over on uh, Ferret Street, which is where they were before, and uh, they have reached a soft spot in my heart, and that is their red beans, which, by the way, you get all you want, same price, tasted exactly like the way my mother made them, and that's just sacred. And uh, that works for me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think at one time, Months and months ago, someone asked you about that, and you said Fury's. Yeah. Fury's uh, makes Fury's um, makes great red beans. Uh, med, med, blah, 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 great red beans, mainly because I like the fact that they have an, a, a really uh, discomparate uh, number of of ways to do it. So they have hot sausage, they have fried chicken wings, they have uh, smoked sausage, they have ham hocks. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They do all of them that way every Monday over there. So that's you know that would put them up near, and they cook everything in house. So okay, thank you. There's that. all right. Thank you. Nice hearing from yeah. you. See, you. it's the food thank show. You. We've covered a lot of ground today. Uh, nothing in any particular direction going on, but we uh, you know we you don't have to worry about that if you are calling our program. And you have something specific in mind to uh, to discuss. Uh, don't worry about it. Just just tell me what it is, and uh, we will stop talking about what we were just talking about, and we'll get over to what you are thinking. So, uh, but do please take care of us uh, because we we're always looking for new places to go. It's what everybody out there wants to hear about, and uh, that's what I'm looking for as well. Two six zero six three. Six eight two six zero sixty three sixty eight. Call right now, you'll get right in. Have I? Uh, yeah, I think I did, but I'm gonna tell you again. We're going to Alaska in June. Isn't it cold there, Tom? Yes. It's not really cold though, and one of the characteristics that uh, most people don't think about when you think about Alaska is that it's sunshiny there most of the time. Now, things happen. Uh, We have done two cruises to Alaska. On one of them, we pulled into the the dock of a, a, a small town, the name of which I'm just really trying hard to remember. But what I remember about it is that they bragged that they had sunshine 355 days a year. So the point is, they they have rain ten days a year, which is the desert, pretty much. Although you would never know it to look at it. So uh, uh, how did I get on that? Okay, yeah. Uh, the um, uh, now that we're going on another one in uh, this this June, uh, we we have learned that it's you know it's it's not all that big a deal. And at least the sun will keep you pretty nice and warm, unless you start kayaking and all that. But they have all of the equipment that you need, all the the uh, the the coats and just so you can get around with no problems. Uh, there's a million things to do. You will never go to a, a more beautiful place than uh, Alaska. It, it 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 takes your breath away. It really does. This there's no other way I can put it. Uh, anyway we have secured a number of deals uh to get some onboard use uh uh credit so you know there's always little things you're buying and sometimes it's just drinks but uh the cruise ship will be taking care of a lot of that and they also have uh, made the uh made the deposit on taking this cruise a little more uh a little easier to get around to so I uh, hope you can uh, at least think about it. It will be a real adventure. When the, the, to- uh, the twice that we have been there with our kids who were, you know, in their late single digits, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, right in there. They loved it. Loved it. Everybody was happy and there's plenty of great food, we are going to be on one of the great ships of the world, maybe the great ship of the world, it's the Queen Elizabeth, nothing less than that, the, the new Queen Elizabeth from the Cunard, who has always run it, and, and uh, we will have our usual Eat Club rules, and that is, if you get there and you want to have dinner with just you and your lovely one, uh, go ahead. And if you'd rather sit down at the table where I'm sitting, where we're all joking and laughing about everything, and there's about 12 people at the table, uh, can you join us? Oh, sure, you're always welcome, but you don't have to go with us to anything. We're going to have special activities on land, and also at the end, because Vancouver uh, has a lot of great restaurants in it. So uh, uh, if you want to know more about this, call Debbie. She is my uh, our travel agent and tell her you want to do the, crew, uh, the uh, Eat Club cruise to Alaska this coming June. Not next June, this June. We, we put it together pretty much at the last minute because we found out this is the only time that Cunard is going to be going to Alaska anytime soon, and none of, none of the other ones uh, this year at all. Hope to see you there. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, since we've both been there, my wife and I and our kids, too, uh, we we kind of know our ways around, so we can uh, be your own travel guide and think we'll have a great time. Uh, if you want to know more about it, go to my website, and it is tom at nomenu.com. Well, that's my email address, tom at nomenu.com. That's, that actually works. Or you can just go directly to nomenu.com slash Alaska. And we'll tell you everything you want to know. 2606368. We've had a busy show. I just was looking at the clock. That's further along than I was expecting to see just now. Do, 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 do. Well, no, you were speaking by... of uh, you
0: were speaking of Alaska yeah. and uh, some of the some of the things that you were going to see. First, it starts out in, in uh, Vancouver, which is a very cosmopolitan city, very much so. And uh, one of the things that you should see in Vancouver is the steam-powered clock. Oh, That's really? It's right downtown. Huh. Yeah, it's the only one that I have uh, been able to find in all the world, and. Uh, well, it, it steams so it doesn't freeze up in the winter, which is which is a beautiful thing. I hadn't thought of that, but uh, that makes eminent sense. And then from there you go right out into the Pacific Ocean and then zip right into the inside passage. And what the inside passage is mm-hmm. is that on the on the right hand side you have the mainland of Canada. On the left hand side you have a group of islands that sort of protect this is the water that you will be in. So it's a very smooth cruise. And um, from there you go to Juneau, Alaska, which is the, the uh, capital, capital, state capital. capital of Alaska. And a wonderful, uh, if, you, if you look toward the east, you will see this uh, magnificent uh, glacier that is there. And, and it's it, right in the middle of town, mm-hmm. more or less. And it's right in southern Alaska, so all us southerners will feel right at home there, as a matter oh, of I fact. Oh, I see. <laughs> now, the next, the next city you hit will be uh-huh. Skagway. Skagway. That's a cute little town. They've got that
1: train in there. It's a uh, narrow gauge train, and they they actually have one of them that has a steam locomotive
0: still. Now that is that is something that's brand new because back in uh, oh the the uh, late late part of the 1800s, early part of the uh, when when the big gold rush to Alaska happened, that yeah. was the gateway to the Klondike, and the climb that those people took from Skagway. All the way up over the the mountains, right there, and then down the other side to where the Klondike was, and where the gold was, was an arduous, arduous, arduous trip. Well, it
1: you are absolutely right, and I've seen it up close because in Skagway, that that r- railroad that I told you about actually follows the route of the gold uh, farmers. Farmers? No. Yeah, gold, gold farmers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and
0: Goldfarber's wasn't he the guy who ran after? No, Goldfarber was Richard the one Nixon. who owned the store. Anyway, um, from there you go to Sitka, which is one of the towns that was part of the uh, part of, of uh, Russia before we bought the whole yeah. thing out. And it's a very very old town, uh, very very picturesque, and some of the architecture is 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 Russian. Anyway, you know, and uh, yeah, you they see have that uh, they, they have Russian Orthodox Church there. Absolutely, mm-hmm. the only and, one in uh, Alaska.
1: Yeah, right. Is that probably? Yeah, that's true.
0: Now, Not you go to, to uh, a, a place called Ice, Icy Strait Point. Now, Icy Strait yeah. Point for a long time was a fishing destination for people who did uh, salmon. It was, it was where they packed the salmon and canned it and uh, sent it off to, to the world, as a matter of fact. Now, the salmon industry went down the drain at that particular time, yeah. but Icy Strait Point is a destination where you will see not only the museum there of uh, what happened in the past, but they have some national parks there that are quite nice. Now, the, the furthest north you're going to go is the Hubbard Glacier. Now, you're not going to go on the glacier, but you will probably see the glacier doing what uh, cows do, they calve. and Yeah, uh, and, they, and when that happens, it sounds like thunder striking. Exactly so. And then you will be at sea all the way back down the inside passage, and you'll go to Victoria. Now, that's a city that you will have passed going back up, but coming back down, Mm -hmm. it's a very historic city. There's a castle there that's wonderful. There's a a great old uh, hotel there that is uh, one of the destinations that uh, when the the trains were introduced to Canada from uh, one coast to the other that was one of the destinations right there uh and it is an old old hotel very elegant and uh uh, it's a wonderful city wonderful small city now there is a victoria in canada there's also a victoria in the united states so uh which is not very far from there anyway and uh, then back to vancouver and uh you go chomp down on some goodies
1: Yes we will and it's uh, it's as good as you make it sound it's it really is that uh, that terrific. Well, thanks well there for you have there you this.
0: have there you have it now now either you go and experience it or you you've yeah. experienced it now.
1: Well here is yeah that's true. Uh, when we were there last I persuaded my whole family into renting bicycles and we rode from downtown G- Juneau all the way to the the glacier, they, and they, they really do have a glacier right in the middle of town. It would be as if it were at, uh, if you were in the French Quarter and the, the glacier were in West End. I mean, it's, it's that close. You could bicycle it without a problem. Well, although everybody was crying but me about that. Oh, it's too hard. <laughs> oh, and the bad thing was you were puddling upstream on your way out. They didn't like that. Oh, well, uh, you can't please everybody. Yeah, so, and again, I tell you, if you're interested in this at all, even if it's just for uh, uh, seeing a a brochure and, you know, the rates and everything, um, go to nomenu.com slash Alaska, and it'll it'll take you over there, and there's the phone number of the lady who uh, can arrange all of this stuff. And uh, give you a, a brochure and, and tell you all about it. And I'm happy to answer any questions, too. Uh, call me uh, either on the air or you can uh, send an email message to me at tom at nomenu.com. Boop, 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 boop. I think we've exhausted another radio show here. Well, ba- We'll be back tomorrow. We have an interesting guest tomorrow. It's the new, edit- the new editor, the new chef at Antoine's who has the very interesting name of um, uh, uh, Rich uh, Too? No, no, that's not it. Rich Z? No. Uh, I'll remember it tomorrow. And we will uh, we'll have another good time, and I hope you have a great dinner tonight, too. Have some red beans if you haven't already. And uh, remember, if you don't eat, you die. So uh, eat something, would you?